So what's the longest you've ever waited for something? I waited in line once three hours for a Sony Walkman. Yeah, it was like 40 years ago. I waited, oh, four hours to get on a roller coaster. I waited seven months for a guitar. I waited a whole year to the day to marry my wife. I waited five years trying to have kids. And guess what? There are still some things I'm waiting for. And what do you do when you're waiting? That's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer Garth Heckman, David Alliance. Thanks for tuning in. You have exactly four shopping days left until Christmas, if uh, my math does me right. And you might say, wait a sec, it's Monday. That leaves us Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's six. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Today doesn't count. You, you haven't even thought about it. It's a Monday. And you know that somewhere along this week, there's a burner day. That you're not going to get out of the house. And so you really only got about four days. So you better get on it, Skippy. Get going. Hey, and speaking of Christmas, one of my favorite portions of Scripture, right in Luke chapter 1. In fact, we read it so often during the Christmas season that we can miss the meaning. And that starts in verse 5, Luke chapter 1, where it talks about Zacharias. I'll sum it up for you. Zacharias is a prophet, and he's up in years, probably mid to late 60s, and his wife Elizabeth. And they're from the line of Aaron. They are priests, and they are righteous in God's sight. And so Zach gets called on to light the incense in the holy temple. And when he goes in, there in the holy temple, as he puts the incense on the brazen altar, somebody shows up, and it's Gabriel. So he shows up in verse 13 and says, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer has been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness. Now, you go, his prayer will be, you got to understand that to some degree, Zach and his wife probably gave up praying at this point. You know, they're in their 60s, so maybe they're not thinking about, you know, having a child, but maybe somehow adopting a child or being given a child. But Gideon goes straight, or Gabriel goes straight to the original prayer, and he says, you will have, uh, you will call him John, and you will have joy and gladness. Many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall neither drink wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Now, Zacharias, in verse 18, wonderful news, right? You'd think. But Zacharias says to the angel, in our English translation, it says this to the best that we can interpret it, How shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife is well advanced in years. Verse 19, Gabriel says, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak until these days and these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Now, in the Greek, you miss something here. It's a nuance. Zacharias isn't actually saying, I don't believe you. He says, how shall I know this for an I am an old man? What he's basically saying is, show me a sign. Hey, Gabe, you know, okay, I believe God can do this, but show me a sign. And you have to understand the nuance there because Gabriel's response is what we need so badly today. So again, Zacharias walks into the holy temple. It's just he and a servant. He's got his incense. He throws it on the brazen altar. 
The incense goes up towards heaven as a symbol of prayer. Lo and behold, an angel shows up, which would already spook you because nobody else is supposed to be in there. And he's an angel. And he says, God heard your prayer. You're going to get a son. And Zach says, I believe you, but give me a sign. Ah, and that's when the, re- the response by Gabriel gets interesting. Because what does he say? I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. What's Gabriel saying? You want a sign? Here's your sign. God said it would happen. You know, people all the time like, oh, man, I know that no weapon formed against us uh, shall prosper, but God, can you just show me a sign? Sure. Look straight down into your Bible, put your finger on the verse, and read it, and that's your sign. God said it. That's your sign. What more sign do you need? I know that we will be healed of all our sicknesses and diseases, but God, just show me a sign. Sure. Sure. Turn to Isaiah chapter 53, look down on that chapter, run your finger down to that verse, and read it, and that's your sign. God gave you a sign by speaking it. It's in his word. And even so, for many of us who've had a word given to us, or we have felt God speak to us about something, and we go, okay, God, I believe you want me to own my business, my own business someday, but show me a sign. And God says, here's your sign, right? Like Bill Ingvall would say, here's your sign. I said you'd have your own business. But the interesting thing in all of this is that Zacharias had to wait. Look, it's, it's hard to live in a sinful world, and there are a lot of things that challenge you, right? It's, it's hard to live in a, a bad marriage. It's hard to live for God when there's finances that are just killing you. It's hard to live for God when your kids are on the run. It's hard to live for God when you've got health problems. But you know when it's sometimes ultimately the hardest to live for God? When there's silence. Silence. You don't hear anything. But in that moment, when you feel like, God, say something, go back to the Word. Go back to the Word in Scripture or go back to the Word that He spoke to you and wait on the Word. Don't focus on the silence. Don't focus on the void. Focus on the Word. Gabriel says, what sign do you have? The sign that I was sent from God, and He said, you will bear a son. And after waiting all that time, he doesn't just get a son. He gets given the greatest prophet in the history of of humanity, John the Baptist, who will usher in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. You know, sometimes it's worth the wait. What do you need for a miracle? You need an impossibility. What do you need for an answer to prayer? Sometimes you just need silence. And what's the price you have to pay? Many times it's just the wait. So while you're in the wait, focus on the word. Garth Heckman, David Alliance, Keep Slaying Giants.